0: Hi, we're Sam and Bridget, and you're listening to a walk across Texas State. Today, our guest is me. We are recording this episode on my last day here at Texas State as a career advisor in the career services office. And by the time you listen to this episode, I will be working in my role as a communications coordinator for Texas career engagement at the University of Texas at Austin. So I'm really thankful to be um recording this episode with our full team today including our producer zachary webb and we're going to be talking about how to leave a job success
1: (laughs) (laughs) so close it was really good just just say successfully and i'll just throw it in there
2: successfully perfect (laughs) it's
1: like it never happened
2: I feel (laughs) like we need that emoji that has the like streaming tears
0: coming down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, Sam, we're glad that you're here. (laughs) Well, I just walked right on over from my desk. So it was super convenient. Thanks for introing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is really special. There aren't many Instances where you get to say goodbye the way that you want to. So thank you so much for the opportunity to get to say goodbye. I mean, there's that emoji again. (laughs) My God. (laughs) I fully intend to cry before we leave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. So you're leaving us.
1: (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) So can you can you just tell us how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine like three weeks ago and then
2: <laughs> So really that's what this podcast is. It's an interrogation. <laughs>
1: yeah, these, these aren't actual
0: questions. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what were you doing on this? What date? were you thinking? <laughs> so um <clears throat> I I know I've talked about this before, that my background has all been in public relations and communications before I came here to career services. And that really made it helpful for me to serve the students in the College of Fine Arts and Communication, and then I also worked on a lot of marketing projects for our team. And I've been super passionate about the ability to serve students, um, help them learn about different opportunities, and learn how to market themselves. And so actually... um, so, Bridget and I went to a conference together um, late last year, so in December. And it was really my first time kind of being around a lot of different people in the career services world, like from all different universities. And, you know, I kind of got a sense of what a career path trajectory could look like. And I also got a sense of the different kinds of experiences that people had in order to move forward. And, it really just got me thinking more about, okay, the the strengths that you have really lie in your communication skills and background. And so an opportunity came up to be able to use those skills to really serve even more students than what I serve currently. And so it's kind of, it's a real growth opportunity for me to be able to use the existing skills that I have and be able to continue working in an area that I'm passionate about because I'll still be working in career engagement um, but it is just kind of like a merging of like all these things coming together that interest me and that I'm good at so um, it's really bittersweet but um, it's really was just kind of too good of an opportunity to pass up. I think I see a lot of the skills that we've been talking about over the last
2: season kind of culminating together with that (laughs) Uh, because, you know, networking and keeping relationships fresh and really honing in on what you love Mm -hmm. and,
0: you know, continually being open to opportunities. Yeah, thank you. So I didn't mention that, but, you know, I did learn about the opportunity and was interested in it because of who is kind of leading, who is leading that initiative at the University of Texas. And so that's our former director, Norma Guerra-Geyer. And, um, you know, I have so much respect for her and trust her vision and leadership. And um, so I'm really excited about the opportunity to get to work with her again and our other former colleague, Summer. Can
2: you talk a little bit about what the process looked like as you were uh, reviewing that position, applying to that position, um Because, you know, ultimately we are talking about how to leave a job successfully. Mm -hmm. And I think you do, or you do, Uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to do a great job. You've been doing a great job of that. So can you tell us about how you navigated that process? Of the job application process? Job application, interviewing, and all that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So that (laughs) that is kind of one of the weirdest parts about, applying for another job when you have a current job of like, what do I say when I have to go do the interview? So that part is tricky to navigate. Um, but the job application part was very much, um, how it would normally be. So, you know, I applied online, I followed up with people. I, you know, went through a standard interview process. So all of that went you know, exactly the same as it always would. I would say that in this job, I definitely in this job application process, I definitely was very intentional to like continue following up um, over the course of the interview process. And even in that in-between time of, you know, from the time I applied to the time I was offered an interview. So I was a lot more intentional, like trying to follow up to say like, oh, would you have a few minutes to talk about these few questions that I have about the role. So um, I felt like because I had learned about it through a network that I maybe had more of an opportunity to to reach out and ask more proactive questions. And then, in terms of how I handled it here, um, you know, I tried to make sure that whenever interviews were scheduled that um, it was at a time where I didn't have a meeting conflict or I was able to get someone to cover that for me. Um, and you know, in a, in a job, there are definitely HR rules where you don't have to give the specific reason for why you won't be out. You can just say, Hey, I'm going to be out on Thursday until 10 AM and you don't, and you can use your vacation time and you don't have to say the reason why. And so, um,
1: and so with that that. Um, as you're kind of navigating leaving a job, but also making sure that you don't burn bridges uh, when you do leave jobs. um, How did you navigate telling your supervisor and then also your coworkers?
0: Yeah, that is another area that um, I think it's easy to make mistakes in that. So in my opinion, you should always wait to tell your supervisor first and then really let them take the lead on how other people are going to be informed. Because I think a worst-case scenario would be, let's say you tell a colleague, they tell other colleagues, and somehow it gets back to your supervisor before you've had the chance to tell them. That puts them in a really awkward situation. So for me, um, and I think it's always nice to kind of try and make it as informal as possible and be able to tell them in person um, before you do any kind of formal letter. Um, If you're in a situation to where you maybe are not feeling as comfortable about your relationship with your supervisor, it can be helpful to have a letter of resignation drafted um, and just not have hit send yet, but it can be helpful to have that drafted. And there are good examples on like the muse.com and different places. But in this instance, I do have a really good relationship with my supervisor. So um, I think on like a Friday afternoon or something, I, you know, knocked on his door and was like, hey, you know, do you have a couple minutes? Do you mind if I shut the door? And he was fine with that. And so I was able to let him know. And, you know, thankfully, like I have a really great supervisor and someone who's supportive of like my growth and development. And so he was definitely really understanding and reacted well. And you also are going to need your supervisor's support. I mean, they have to do it, but um, there are certain steps that have to be taken, like with HR and making sure everything goes smoothly. So it's really good to approach your supervisor in a um, n- in a nice way um, so that that way the whole process goes a lot smoother.
1: As a follow up real quick, did you tell um, would you recommend telling your supervisor? before you get an interview after the offer at what point in the Mm -hmm. process would you suggest I mean it's going to depend right but
0: yeah it totally depends on the person um for me I I feel most comfortable and I think a good general rule of thumb is like I don't like to tell anyone until I have a signed offer because whenever you tell someone like you're going to go interview for a position, in my opinion, it sends up a signal of there is something that you may be unhappy with in your current role. And it kind of in a way will put a spotlight on you as to, okay, well now I'm going to maybe be looking at this person a little bit more closely for, you know, are they disengaged in their job? How are they performing? Whereas if you would, and also Sometimes opportunities will fall apart for reasons that you cannot anticipate. Maybe they, will, maybe a company will lose funding for the position that you're interviewing for. Maybe they'll decide to actually they need to freeze hiring for the next six months. So in my opinion, it's best to wait until you have that signed offer because otherwise you open yourself up um, to other potential issues that you wouldn't have otherwise. So when you did go and start telling your Mm -hmm. colleagues, what was your strategy for that? Um, I, well, (laughs) in this case, I was asked um, to tell everyone at once that was available at a certain time So I followed, you know, that instruction. And then after that happened, um, you know, not everyone was there. So I made sure to reach out to the colleagues that I work most closely with Mm -hmm. and the colleagues that I know would be most impacted. Because I think what's on the mind of a lot of people when you're leaving is it's like their first thought is like, oh, shoot, they're leaving. And within like a millisecond, I think their next thought is like, oh, no, how is that going to impact me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. I think is pretty natural. So I think it's like... Um, you know framing it in a really positive way of how this is a good opportunity for you Um, and then also just letting them know like hey I'm gonna be preparing stuff I'm gonna be working on stuff to make sure that everything's in a really good place before I leave
2: yeah I don't know if I
0: ever had that thought what (laughs)
2: and how it's going to impact <laughs>
0: just kidding <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like you're the most altruistic person I know
1: <laughs> so you you brought up a good point um mm-hmm. as you're transitioning out of the job your lens kind of changes right yeah. so it's not what am i going to be doing a month from now it's how do i set up mm-hmm. my coworkers for success after i'm gone yeah can you talk about kind of some of the strategies that are involved in that process
0: absolutely so i think it is totally that lens of like you have to stop thinking about yourself and you have to start thinking about um the you just have to start thinking more about your teammates and um the you know how this will affect them um so i always try to document as many things as i can put as many things on our shared drive as i can like sometimes i'll even copy and paste emails into Word documents and like save those on my server. But um, like for instance, in this specific role, I know that some of the biggest barriers is it's like, sometimes when you come into the role, you don't know who all to contact, um, who you might be working with within the college. And so for me, like I built out a full um, contact list of like, here's what different faculty work with, that we have existing relationships with, here are things you should contact them about here's their info, their preferences on like, do they like email or phone calls or whatever? So I documented that and just other helpful tips that people, that isn't easily found on like the website or somewhere else. And then um, when my supervisor was talking about how we would transition different things, um, I think, you know, I was also really mindful of, and he, he was as well, of like, We want to make sure that everyone is going to be set up for success and not feel burned out. So it's also like, how can my tasks and responsibilities best be spread out evenly kind of amongst the remaining team?
1: So there's going to be a lot of students that listen to this, and they're in different places in life than we are, Mm -hmm. right? So we have full-time jobs, and really what you're doing is you're moving from one full-time job to another, but a lot of the same concepts, especially when thinking about burning bridges and networking with your former coworkers and your former place's employment Mm -hmm. can come into play for undergraduates as well that may have part-time jobs. Can you speak to that a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, it's funny, I have a couple things to say about that. So one thing that I do that I think is maybe a unique or a weird thing is I always try to find people that i think could be a good fit for the role and tell them about it so there have been jobs that no there there was i was doing a lot of freelancing with a certain company and when i was going to stop freelancing with them i suggested a friend and they wound Mm -hmm. up hiring her and then like actually even in my part-time jobs in high school Whenever I graduated high school, I had two friends that replaced me at both of my
2: part-time. <laughs> so you try to like
1: pick your successors and stuff, like a king or something, or a queen? <laughs>
2: just, <laughs> this is the apparent. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally, but just like, oh, I know, you know what would make someone successful in this role? This would be a really good fit for this person. So maybe I was career advising back then. I but- think it, it goes back to your Enneagram stuff. Oh my, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah.
1: Aggressively helping people. Yeah, aggressively yeah.
0: helping people. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but to your point about burning bridges, um, yeah, that's, uh, even if you are leaving a job because you are not happy with your current job, I think it's... M- best kind of for everyone if you can view your new job as more of an opportunity for you. And, you know, just overall, I think your new employer would probably not really enjoy hearing you say bad things about your old employer because that might bring up some concerns with them. Um You never know if you may need the recommendation of someone at that former job before. You never know where they might move on to. You just never know um, how things can end up. So it's always best, I think, to just, again, even if you don't really enjoy your job that you have and you're moving on to something that you think will be a better fit for you, it's just always good to kind of be positive and not speak ill of your former employer if you can.
1: I know after um, or during high school, I worked for a grocery store, a local grocery Mm. store, um, and I quit the job, but I gave a two weeks notice. I let the manager know why I was quitting, um, and he was okay with it. But really what happened is they left me on the rolls for that Mm. grocery store. And so after undergrad, when I could not find a job anywhere, I needed money, I was able to go back to that grocery store in a different city
0: Mm -hmm. but because they
1: have a database, they were able to hire me really quickly based on the recommendation of my manager from high school. So these part-time jobs can really help you Mm. um, and make sure that you are staying employed, especially in those times when maybe you're in between jobs or you just graduated.
2: Absolutely. And I think the thing to think about as a student also is, you know, even if the job really is bad, when you're interviewing about it and you're you know, asked to describe scenarios where you had to deal with a difficult person or a supervisor, Mm -hmm. it is really powerful if you can speak to the positive moments you had um, because ultimately everything's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you're leaving on a very positive note, um, but for those who probably are, you know, maybe suffering through a Mm part-time job that Mm -hmm. happens um, is to just try to reflect on the positive things so
0: absolutely says a lot more about you as a person when you can say those positive things Yeah. Mm. <laughs> cool yeah well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can all just look at each other that's fine too <laughs> it's good for podcasting yeah, those, the verb yeah, you yeah. know the visuals yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> i was gonna say i think um, For me, it's been so exciting to get to work with y'all on this podcast and the the team effort. I know earlier we were kind of joking about like even when you're in high school and in college and then afterward, like you still have group projects in a sense of like you still get, you know, someone will tell you like, oh, you're going to work on this and here are the other people that are working on it as well. And I mean, this could not have been a better group project.
1: Yeah, Uh, we were really lucky that the team came together in the way that it did we um Mm -hmm. we have personalities that clash at times but at the best moments right they Mm -hmm. clash in moments when we really need to work to get the best idea and we're able to do that without feelings getting hurt or if feelings are hurt it's only for like a couple hours you know or something like that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i just go to my cubicle and stay you know stay mad for a couple hours but it's it's really it's really strange how this happened it kind Mm -hmm. of i mean it Sam, you were coming back to Career Services, so Mm -hmm. kind of that networking piece and not burning bridges. This is your second stint with us? Yeah. Um, And then I had just gotten hired on, and I'm actually the successor to Bridget. She'd moved on to a different Mm -hmm. role in Career Services. And so it just kind of serendipitously happened that we all worked on this
2: project together, and it couldn't have gone better, I don't think. I think it speaks to how we all are as professionals because um, I think we've we've learned from one another – um we've been very open to one of the, one another's thoughts. And so I tend to be a very abrasive person. And both of you are way better at navigating um conversations and things like that. <laughs> I don't <know> about that. <laughs> well, I mean I mean it to say that, you know even when we've disagreed, I've taken it as an opportunity to learn about myself and about our team so that we can get to that best result. I'm not sure that's how teams often operate. I think people are typically struggling for the power, the leadership or something like that. And, um, we've just done a really good job of listening to one another and, um, using that introspection to check ourselves and then, but to still speak our opinion and, you know, it, ultimately the coolest part I think I've learned from this is um, the the best product at the end of the day is the goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it
2: doesn't really yeah. matter how we get there. Yeah.
0: I think for me what I think I've grown and learned a lot from this experience too and I think something that we were really good at is just recognizing each of our strengths and um, also knowing that we each have our own kind of quirks and you know respecting and appreciating those about each other and for me I have a tendency to want to kind of take (laughs) charge or like control different things and so for me um I've really enjoyed learning from both of y'all and just making myself not do that like that's not it was it was better when I sat back and listened more so thank you for letting me learn from y'all
1: that's what I was going to say. I think the thing that I've learned is how to listen
0: mm-hmm.
1: more actively and also not get so married to an idea just because I came up with it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day in this project, everyone in the office knows that we have created this mm-hmm. this podcast, right? Yeah. But no one knows the little tiny ideas that we have in the middle and <laughs> whose idea won out. And no one knows that. And so really at the end of the day, if you let the better idea win out, then mm-hmm. the product's gonna be better and
2: everyone looks better.
0: Yeah, agree.
2: So if the rest of the world would just operate <laughs> like this. <laughs> that's it, that's, we just
0: solved the world. I'm done. Yeah. The end. <laughs> well, I'm gonna miss you guys, but I'm really looking forward to staying in touch.
1: Yeah, maybe we can have you on the podcast every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: As, a, as an actual guest you won't have to introduce yourself <laughs> anymore.
2: but no judgment on any future intros or outros that you hear none. none A Walk Across Texas State is produced and edited by Zachary Webb and student producer Zach Blue, music by Richard Hall for free resources and additional information about our services head over to careerservices.txstate.edu And follow us on social media at TXST Careers. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.